welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 20. John and Wendy talk to Paula Harvey. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm well. And just to pull back the curtain, as we like to do every once in a while, yeah. uh, this episode is going to come out the week of Sherm 18. Ooh. Coming out the day after, yes. And I'm sure we'll have had a great time. And for those of you that have attended, that will be there with us and Hopefully we get to see everybody, and for those that are not at Sherm, you've been reading what's going on. But Wendy, why don't you mention or talk a little bit about what we have going on as far as the monthly chat? Then right after this podcast releases and, and Sherm's wrapped up. Yep. So on uh, June 24th, we are going to have the first annual. I, I think that's how we would put it. Not at Sherm. Um, Sherm 18 chat, and uh, so at 7 p.m. Eastern time on Twitter. This is uh, the first, it's our first anniversary of uh, what kicked this all off. <laughs> and so hopefully you all will uh, want to join us and jump online on Twitter and, and talk about what you've learned and maybe what kind of pizza or uh, your favorite food that we had in Chicago. Um, or if you weren't in Chicago, how you coped. I know last year I ended up actually making beignets at home because I was... Um, <laughs> <laughs> watching all of the posts on beignets, I was like, okay, we got to try this. Turned out pretty good um, for a South Dakota girl trying to make some Southern food, but uh, I mean, it's fried dough. You can't go too wrong with that. <laughs> I'm with you. It'll be a lot of fun and, and yeah. looking forward to it. Speaking of Sherm 18, our guest tonight is actually going to be joining us there, so I'm super excited yeah. to have the opportunity to talk to her before, but especially to meet her and Hopefully we'll see her in the chat after the conference, but Wendy, I'll let you make the introduction and we'll get started. I was actually, actually had the pleasure of meeting Paula at uh, Sherm VLS last year. So exciting to, to finally meet her and, and chat with her face-to-face, -face. so looking forward to doing that again um, in just a few short weeks in Chicago. Paula has her MBA, Sherm, SCP, SPHR, GPHR, ACS, all sorts of letters behind her name. She's also the VP of Human Resources and Safety for Schultz Building Systems in Hockley, Texas. She has over 30 years of experience in human resources and is a wealth of information and willing to help out anybody. She, uh, she also teaches several business and leadership related topics, especially to the HR professionals. She's also an internationally recognized speaker on global and strategic business issues. She has published or been quoted in several articles on HR topics and co-authored three books with other HR professionals. She is an active member of SHRM, currently serving on the board of directors of the SHRM Foundation and on the SHRM Talent Acquisition Panel. She has served as a Southeast Membership Advisory Council Representative, or MAC, NC SHRM State Director slash President and President of Union County HR Association and Charlotte Area SHRM. She's also a member of HR Houston, mentoring students on the University Liaison Committee, and she is a past recipient of the NC SHRM HR Professional of the Year and the NC SHRM HR Humanitarian of the Year. And I think Paula has given Kelly Marinelli a run for being the uh, Sherm addict. So we might have to have a <laughs> dual um, intervention for the two of you, I think. No. Paula, welcome so much to our show. Ha so happy to have you here. So our first question is, what is in your <laughs> glass <you>. tonight? <laughs> well, what's in my glass? I am 
getting ready. I'm one of the, also the step challenge captains because oh, they yes. twisted my arm yet again. <laughs> and just because I had nothing better to do at the conference. And last year I was uh, averaging 20,000 steps a day. So that's, uh, I got to do that again. My first year in the step challenge, uh, my, my team won. So we were the bi- the bicycling team. So last year didn't win. We were close. We did oh. good. But yeah, this year it's on. <laughs> And um, so what is in my my glass? Unfortunately, it's water because I'm in training to get ready. I'm trying to do it. <laughs> I collect owls at work. So I have a wonderful owl turvis. It's in neon green and purple because I am all about the colors. Nice. I also love peacocks, which I'm going to be meeting my buddy mm. Melanie Peacock here in, in a couple of weeks. So <laughs> this is um, uh, definitely it's water right now. But uh, usually it's a I would say probably it's a wine cooler because I'm an 80s girl. Oh, maybe we need to find some Zimas. <laughs> right. well, we could find some Bartles right. and James, but it's not like the old original Bartles and James. anymore. No, no, no. it's not. <laughs> Paula, how in the world did you decide to pursue a career in human resources? I am one of the very few folks who can say I came out of college going straight into HR, which is rare, especially since you can guess I'm just a few years older than folks. But I'm I'm proudly in my 50s, about to have my birthday next week. And so I'll be celebrating that at SHRM 18. One of the things that uh, I got into HR because I was already doing training and development and I was hiring as my college job where I worked at the uh, University of Texas Co-op, which is their biggest bookstore, for, bookstore for 50,000 students. So you can imagine this was large. And I was in the supply department, was one of the assistant managers. And so I naturally you know, was a management major. Um, I had a wonderful professor who loved human resources personnel at the time is what we called it. Took a great course under her and she said, you've got to get into HR. That is just what you were meant to do. That's what I did. First job out was a recruiter and I worked for a recruiting company and it's a fun job. I recruited blackjack dealers to work in um, Marriott hotels all over the country. It was a horribly paid job, but it was a lot of fun. And I really learned a lot about the recruiting end and I'm still doing recruiting today. Oh my goodness. That is awesome. What's your favorite part of your job? What keeps you in HR? What keeps me in HR? Well, I really think it's making a difference in people's lives. There's no question that's what it's about. I owned my own HR consulting business um, that was extremely successful for 12 years. And I decided to go back in-house, well, first to move to Texas, back to Texas and go in-house HR because I really missed the hands-on touch and helping employees be the best they can be. I enjoy the recruiting aspect of bringing someone in new and the excitement of the new hire, like I had of a guy named Glenn on Friday, all the way to the guy on uh, Sunday who was sending me messages saying how awesome it was to use some of the mind tools um, things that I had sent out to our high potentials. And I just, I love making a difference in people's lives and seeing them develop in the organization. Paul, as someone that works in utility construction in, in me, I know that safety can be a huge component of jobs. Knowing that you have certifications from a safety perspective, how did you get originally involved in overseeing safety and what advice would you give another HR pro that moves into an industry where safety is important and might pick up similar duties? Most of my career, I've spent it in manufacturing. Early on, I re- I hired on with the company. They hired me because I spoke fluent Spanish. And so um, this was in 1994. 
they immediately I gave me because that was the it was the end of December of 94. I got the OSHA logs and I had to fill them in because they hadn't done them correctly. And it was 56 accidents out of 250 employees. That meant one in five or percent of the employees had gotten hurt that year. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And so one of the things our general manager said to me, he says, you've got to fix this. So he sent me to all sorts of safety training courses. I became an OSHA 501 trainer, went with the American Red Cross, and, became, and I've been a trainer with them since 1995 in CPR first aid. I always say everything that doesn't involve a swimsuit. Um, and then, <laughs> and then you know, I just, I, I, safety is my hobby, my really, really important hobby. And then HR is my passion. That's usually what I tell people. Oh, my goodness. I love it. Safety as a hobby. Okay. (laughs) A very important one. (laughs) It's a very important one. I just never thought about it that way. You've talked um, in our monthly monthly chats about teaching. How have you or have you seen students change in your time in the classroom? I think it's interesting that you're asking that because I really love teaching. I've been teaching continuing ed since 2001 when I first started teaching the SHRM learning system for the PHRS, PHR. That grew into the GPHR. Of course, uh, Sue Messenger told me I had to go get my uh, GPHR first. So then I started teaching that. And then when we did the transition, well, transition, whatever you want to call it, uh, when uh, SHRM came up with their own certifications, I decided to stick with SHRM. And I've been teaching the SHRM CP and SCP since uh, 2015 or so. You know, how have they changed? I don't really think students have changed all that much. What's interesting, and and I've also taught undergrads and MBAs. My best students are the continuing ed students, and I'll tell you why. Because usually in continuing ed, they really want to be there. What I found (laughs) with the the undergrads and and the MBAs is sometimes they were taking that HR course that I was making them take tests and all this stuff because it was either an elective or a requirement in the management major. So they weren't necessarily 100% excited about being there, but boy, did I make them change their minds. But the continuing ed student, they are wanting to get a certification. They're trying to be the best they can be in our wonderful profession of HR. And I just found them to be a better student. They just really were attentive and excited, lots of questions and extremely fulfilling. Plus, I didn't have to grade exams or papers. So that was also good. (laughs) Oh, there you go. I love that. Paula, it is now time for everyone's favorite part of our show, the half-hour question connection. Do you remember how you first connected with us? Uh, Yes, I actually do. And I even (laughs) went and double-checked it. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think anybody's done that yet. Thank you. (laughs) I joined Twitter in October of 2010, and I joined it because of SHRM, because SHRM said, you got to do this. And since I was the state director of North Carolina SHRM at the time, I decided embrace it. Since they love it, you got to love it, too. And that's how I do a lot of things that I'm not sure if I'm going to like it or not. I just say embrace it, got to love it and and make it make yourself love it. And that's exactly what I've done with Twitter. I'm not as uh, busy uh, on it as some just because I have the time, but I try my best. I really enjoy it, and it, I love the fact that, well, now I think it's up to 160 characters or something, but at the 140, I was okay, too. I like being very succinct, 
So I noticed, John, that you joined in January of 2014. I know it was not far after that that I I connected up with you because I kept seeing you on different things. And so I said, oh, he looks like a cool guy to meet. So I decided I'd join with him. But it took a little while longer, and I don't know why, to meet Wendy. I know you joined in March of 2009, so you've been an early adopter also. I guess for some reason I wasn't seeing you probably until the last year and a half or so. And we started uh, liking the things. I would say Next Chat helped it a lot. But what I wanted to say to you, Wendy, is that we have so much in common. I've decided you are my younger sister. Ah, Oh, yay. (laughs) Because we're redheads. We have Girl Scouts in common. I love South Dakota and have visited several times. It seems like our politics, our religious stuff is all sinking. So I just realized that over time, you're going to be my younger sister. So I love it. I always wanted an older sister. You're cool, too. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have an older sister. I can't wait to tell my parents. That's going to be great in the show notes. This is going to be excellent. We're building family relationships. Love it. Paul, how has networking helped in your career, and what's been really effective for you when it comes to networking? My friends would laugh at this question for me, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why, because they call me the ultimate networker. For me, networking is everything. Having owned my own business from 2004 to 2016, that's how you got business. And you had to learn it. And I had to embrace social media early because of that, especially LinkedIn. Also, you know, they, they, I would tell you the North Carolina Sherm people would, would uh, tell you that I'm the most brilliant arm twister. They would not. And all I would say is, oh, this will be good, so good for you. And they could not say no to me. And I would say, plus, you're going to meet this person and this person and this person. And it'll, and, and it'll make such a great career for you. I'm a really good connector. I'm not quite Steve Brown, but I'm, I work on it. <laughs> so I really think that uh, networking is pretty much becoming a, a middle name for me besides Patricia. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Paula Patricia Networking Harvey. Right. There we go. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to tweak this next question a little bit because, you know, we, we ask how you enjoy giving back and you obviously are teaching and doing a lot of SHRM stuff. We'll go back a little bit. And so how did you get involved? What made you jump into SHRM with both feet into that deep end of uh, of giving back to the community through SHRM? My mother was a joiner and she always taught me to be a joiner. She had us involved with church. She had us involved with, I was on, you know, things in high school and I was in this and this and that club in college. I was president of the International Business Association and the Dutch Club and you name it. I was doing it. Um, I've just always been a joiner because of her, because she was in a librarian, was very, you know, did stuff with the American Library Association. So she told me that when you get into your career field, you must join the national organization of your career field. And of course, that was SHRM. Mm-hmm. So I joined SHRM in 1990. Well, 1994 is when I joined the local chapter because I was too poor to afford SHRM. Luckily, sure. I got with a company in 1998 that paid for my SHRM membership. And then uh, now I've been kind of back and forth between company and me just because I would never let it lapse. Uh, so I've been a right. card carrying member for 20 years now. Nice. And this is actually my 18th uh, SHRM conference coming up because it just I I find that it's very fulfilling. It's important for me to be doing this. And one of the things, you know, you had asked, you know, giving back to the HR community. Number one for me is mentoring. 
I love mentoring young folks, especially, you know, college age and a little bit above to get into our profession. I just, you know, that's, I, I started with SHRM uh, um, back in, gosh, 1999 on the um, college relations committee and ran that with one of my best friends. And then I became the state level college relations person. And then, then I ended up being the state president. So <laughs> North Carolina <laughs> SHRM. So college relations was my way of getting in. So it's always been about mentoring I also have a um, scholarship with the Sherm Foundation for undergrads. It's, this means a lot to me. I like helping young folks be the best they can be. That's awesome. I'm so proud of my big sister. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Paul, who do you like to read or follow when it comes to gaining new HR insight? Well, there's so many people. Gosh. It was, that was hard for me to, to try to decide kind of all over the place. I read a lot of different folks and I read a lot of leaders that are not necessarily HR people. So I'm really uh, excited. Some of the speakers are going to be at the conference. Um, for me, uh, I read the HR executive um, magazine every month and my kind of HR Shiro, one of them is Sue Messenger. And she was the um, used to be the president of, of SHRM. And I just love her. I just absolutely love her for so many reasons, and she has so many wonderful things and still giving back to the profession. She's one of them. And then the other one is an easy pick, and, and she will think I'm nuts for saying this again, but Libby Sartain. Um, she is uh, – I have known Libby a long time. Um, Libby wrote a book called HR from the Heart, and it made a difference in who I am as an HR professional. One year with NC Sherm, I actually – branded the year as being uh, NC Sherm has heart and gave everybody the book um, and gave them little hearts. I just love the fact of her being self-deprecating in there, but also learning from, you know, not to go in, in, into a, a new workplace like a bull in a china shop. She learned from that. And it's just learning how to give of your heart and make sure the heart is one of the H's in HR. She, those would be two that are just uh, ones that I know in kind of everyday life. But there's a lot of other like Dave Ulrich and others that I've read over the years. Cool. Some new ones for me. Sorry, I'm going to write them down. What's your favorite movie? I've got two for different reasons. When I was in ninth grade, I read Gone with the Wind in one sitting. My parents brought me food and drink. That was hours. Of, I, I can't tell you how long that took. I'm an avid reader. I love to read, um, love to read books, especially romance novels. Those are my, that's my addiction, my fun stuff. Uh, so Gone with the Wind would definitely be uh, all time, you know, movie, movie. But I'm actually a person, I love to sing. I am, I've done, I did musicals as a younger person. A lot of people will tell you if they know me. I like a, a very old musical called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. I just <laughs> love it. Makes me so happy. I am a glass half full, a positive person, and that one is my feel-good, let-me-put-on-my-smile movie. Oh, that's awesome. You and Melissa uh, Sanborn need to talk. Yep. <laughs> she talked about that on the show and how, how watching, watching it on the high-grade TV, TV, you can tell one of the brothers was not actually one of the brothers. They had a stand-in. and Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> how, how, about, how about your favorite musician or band? Well, right now, I have to, I'd ha if I get in trouble, if I didn't say it was my son. My son is the bass player in a new rock band that is, uh, dropped an album last year called the Michael Tracy Band. They just opened for Bon Jovi not too long ago. They opened 
for Poison. They're about to open for Starship on uh, July 14th. Uh, they've done all sorts of things. So, of course, my baby's got to be my favorite musician. Yeah. But if we're talking about listening and current, I'm a crazy Bruno Mars fan. Oh, my gosh. In fact, I used to give extra credit on my exams with my undergrads if they could remember the song that I would sing, because I would sing various songs of Bruno Mars as I'm coming into class. <laughs> and if I could remember that, they would get extra credit. And it was amazing how many, in fact, on RachelProfessor.com, I, <laughs> one, of, one of the comments was on there that this was a cool teacher. She loved Bruno Mars. <laughs> <laughs> And that was it was before he really became popular. So I've I've liked him since Grenade. <laughs> so. Oh, that is oh I do love I do love Bruno. Got some good stuff out there. Favorite TV show? What's your TV, favorite show? TV show? Yeah, I would say probably just because I have watched every single episode, never missed one. It would be Grey's Anatomy. I think Ellen Pompeo is great. I think uh, Shonda Rhimes done an amazing job. I love that show. There's just nothing I don't love about it. They do such a great job. Paul, this is going to be hard because everything you've talked about, other than I don't haven't heard your son's band, but you know, Gone with the Wind, we've talked about my connection there. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers, we've talked about it with with uh, Melissa. Bon Jovi, I threw my Bon Jovi card already. My friend was his arborist. <laughs> I don't know anything about Bruno Mars. I mean, I know who Bruno Mars is. I, you're, I'm I'm going to struggle. I may have to think about this and put show notes in that. What's my connection this week, Paul? Because you got <laughs> me. But if you're not watching Gone with the Wind or listening to your son's band or watching Grey's Anatomy, what else do you like to do outside of work? Oh, that's easy. Travel. You two are now connected with me on Facebook, I noticed. You're going to see my travels. I'm always traveling, if I can. I love to go to foreign foreign places, (laughs) and I love to travel. My goal in life these days is passport stamps, since my kids uh, graduated high school in 2010 and now now college in 2015. So I am totally done with the... and got them off my payroll. So it is. <laughs> yeah, my, my husband and I the love pay. to travel. It's something and we love to we love to find out about the cultures of the different places we go. We go to museums. We like to visit you know, places of worship. We really and we like our favorite thing to do is to go to the grocery store wherever we go. You learn more about a, com- a country and a culture just by finding out what they eat. I love it. Never thought of it that way. I think that's a great idea. That's very cool. I love it. I like food, too, so that helps. <laughs> it's always nice. Paula, if you weren't in HR, what do you think you'd be doing professionally? Probably running companies. I'm pretty good at running companies, and I run about three. I, I thought about being a, you know, a college professor and actually pursued that, worked on a Ph.D. for a while, and I found out I just really like to train people, not necessarily write papers and sit in an office and do that. I love HR. So I think, you know, if the other thing would be is, you know, my degrees in operations management, uh, my undergrad. So I think uh, probably running companies. Well, Paul, I have to say I I would come work for you in a heartbeat. I I, (laughs) I love your energy. I I love the fact that you now have a little sister and Wendy and I need to congratulate (laughs) you too, because you successfully survived the question connection and the conversation. And I just can't thank you enough for taking time. When I read your bio, just reading it before I sent it over to Wendy, I thought, how in the world does she have time to even talk to us? But I did want to start with that question. Again, we really appreciate you joining us. And this is your chance now to let the listeners know what's the best way to reach you out there. I did want to comment on that. I'm the most organized person that you will ever meet. If you can be organized, I think it's even more important for a middle name for me is organized than networking just because that allows me to do all sorts of things. 
I hardly say no just because of the fact I am so organized that I can make things happen. I think that's really important. So if you're trying to reach me, go go for Twitter with Paula, the number four, Harvey. Also, LinkedIn is kind of where I really started with social media, so that's a good place. I have uh, not broken down yet and gotten my own blog. I just don't have time. So I, <laughs> I, enjoy, I enjoy sending blogs for Sherm to post, and I also enjoy putting – up articles or writing articles on LinkedIn and posting there. And I think for now, I'll probably keep it that way because my day job does keep me pretty busy. We will add those to the show notes for sure. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for our listeners to reach you? Best way is always on Twitter. It's where I'd love to connect with people there. It's worked well for me. So you can find me there. I am Wendell, W-Y-N-D-A-L-L-9-3. You can also find me on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. Daily is D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. How about you, John? You can always reach me on Twitter. That's at John, J-O-N, underscore Thurman, T-H-U-R-M-O-N-D. I'm on LinkedIn. Happy to connect there, as always. Ask if you'd send a personalized note. Helps me know how, how you found me, why you'd like to connect. I appreciate it. If you have a comment or question about the show or the chat, you can always send us an email. That's hrsocialhourpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook if you search HR Social Hour. You can find the show at hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com, on the iTunes app, Podbean, Podchaser, HR Podcasters, Google Play, and TuneIn. And as always, if you like what you hear, please rate and review. It helps us get more visibility. It helps us to continue to grow the show and, and the audience. One more quick plug, too. Don't forget, if you're listening to this prior to June 24, make sure you join us for the, the Twitter chat at 7 p.m. that evening. Again, we're going to be talking about... Sherm 18 and not at Sherm 18 and, and look forward to seeing everybody there. Paula, great to talk to you tonight. Thanks for being with us. And for the HR yeah. Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. Network. Take care, everyone. We'll see you next time.